yeah, if you are in a place where you're about to start a new chapter, then you can do it, Bruce. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in. You are listening to the Real Health, Real Talk podcast. My name is Ebony May. I'm a girl in my early 20s, a personal trainer and a soon-to-be nutritionist. I'm extremely passionate about holistic health and inspiring others to live happy and healthy lives. My goal and purpose in life is to encourage girls and women to feel good in and about their bodies. I interview some amazing women and share my own experience and knowledge in some solo episodes. Now, without further ado, let the real talk begin. Hello, welcome to episode 30 of the Real Health Real Talk podcast. I'm so excited for this one because it is an episode with my best friend, Tessa Helena Willett, and we talk about the new chapter. So moving on to that next chapter in your life, whatever that may be, we talk about three experiences each where we have started something new and just how the daunting experience can eventually turn into something really exciting and something that you're really, really proud of and how we sort of combat the fearful feelings and the nervous feelings to really enjoy the experiences. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Have a listen. Tessa Helena Willett, welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Ebony, how are you? I'm good. Do you like our studio? It's very good. (laughs) It's in my bedroom today. We are yeah in Tessa's bedroom with two cushions <laughs> against the wall, and we both look really good. <laughs> I actually got out of bed um five minutes ago. Um, yeah, I'm in my dressing gown, so yeah, we're looking really really good. Um, as I would have spoken about in the intro, and you can see by the title, this today is all about uh, new chapters and easing the transition into new chapters. And we're going to talk about three times in our lives where we've had to do this. And hopefully you guys can relate to one or even like aspects of all of these situations and it can help you in the future starting new chapters because it is something that I think can be super daunting but ultimately can be very rewarding and very exciting as well. So Tessa, I know who you are. I've known you since you were three, but for those of the listeners who don't, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself and what you are currently doing with your life? Yes, I can do that. Um, So I've just turned 22. Um, I literally graduated last week. I just did a Bachelor of Design Arts and I majored in Fashion and Design. Yeah, I did that for three years um, and that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's you? Yeah. Okay, fab. So, Tess, do you want to talk about your first time starting a new chapter? Or your mo- one of your most memorables? What have you got? Um, for my first one, I've just done when I finished school. Um, so, just graduating year 12 and starting my gap year working. I just worked at like a doctor's clinic as a receptionist. Um, at that point, I hadn't, like, I didn't apply for anything at uni in like throughout year 12. So, I didn't really have anything planned for like the following year so I just thought I'll just get a job save up some money I knew I did want to go to uni and like do something but I just wasn't sure at that time what that was um so I just literally worked and then about halfway through that year that's when I started to realize that I wanted to do something in design so throughout like probably from year 10 to 12 that's when I really got into like I did viz console, textiles, all those sort of art subjects and I knew like, oh, this is what I want to do. But I didn't know what uni to go to, any of that stuff. So about halfway through my gap year, um, I started like looking at unis and going to open days 
and I applied for the one I go, or I've just graduated, um, I've gone to, which is, it was Academy of Design at the time, now it's LCI Melbourne, so I think once I got into that uni and sort of knew, like, what my next path was, I was, like, really excited, because I really enjoyed my gap year, just being able to work, earn some money, literally do whatever I want, like, after work, just work nine to five, but I realised, like, I do not want to do this forever, yeah. so... I was so keen to like, you know, get into uni and move to Melbourne and start something new. So do you think having a goal was important for the transition? Yeah, definitely. Well, like it was really good for the first probably couple of months just because I'd had a break from year 12 and stuff. But yeah, it just having a goal really made me think, okay, I've only got seven months, six months, five months to go working at like this job that I wasn't really enjoying that much yeah um so I think that really helps just knowing that I have something to look forward to the first experience that I want to talk about is occurred when I was just had turned 14 so I was in year nine and I went to it's called the Snowy River Leadership Campus and it was actually in Marlow it was sort of like a boarding school that was only for one term Um, and it was all about leadership. You didn't really do any academic work, but it was all about, you know, networking with other students and problem solving. And it was really, it was just a really, really cool initiative. And I had to, there was a lot, there was a lot in the process of getting into that. And I didn't really think, I wasn't really confident that I would get in. So I don't think I really let myself think about going, if that makes sense. So I didn't really think about like, oh, how am I going to feel if I'm away for two months or, or like, you know, all the, all the like, what ifs, what ifs. I didn't really think about it because I was sort of thinking, I don't know if I'm actually going to get in because there are quite a few students who wanted to do this. And I ended up getting in. I think that naivety was maybe a good thing because I sort of, once I had gotten in, it was all exciting and it was an accomplishment, but I definitely was I still am but at that point I was very like very close with my parents and I'd never spent really that much time away from them like apart from like two weeks here or there with their traveling for work but I had my siblings there which was a a big support and I didn't really ever get homesick so I I had gone to summer's camp in grade five that's only nine days and I remember remember there I got so homesick so I don't know how like what delirium that I was in thinking that I wouldn't get homesick but yeah, so lo and behold, when I finally got there, as soon as my parents drove away, I was so homesick and I was so scared and terrified. Um, so there was, you know, with, with not seeing your parents for two months, I think at that age is a huge thing, especially it was for me. I really had to do or just like do some things to make sure that I was actually going to enjoy the experience because I remember the first week going into the principal's office and asking if I could be sent home because I was so homesick. I think the first thing that really helped me was one of my, you get assigned two teachers to your group and um, one of the teachers, the female teacher came into my room and saw like everyone knew that I was like devastated. Like I was just sobbing. I was so upset and she sort of said that this is like it seems like a very long time and for the person you know for the age I was it was a very long time but she just said within the scale of your entire life two months is eight weeks and eight weeks is nothing so I think that if you're going into a new experience and one of the barriers that you are facing is maybe it's away from home maybe you are feeling homesick I don't think that should be a barrier that will let you go home I'm so glad they didn't let me go home Um, I mean I think they would have if I persisted but 
Um, they said that it would be a good idea for me, for me to stay and it definitely was. So I think that if that is a barrier for you, just reminding yourself that it's only a short time of your life and you may as well enjoy that time because it honestly did like that was when I was 14 and now I'm turning 22. Like that was such a long time ago. It goes in the blink of an eye. So I think that is a really important thing. I definitely shifted my mindset as well from focusing on the really like scary things like not seeing my family, um, whether I was going to be behind in schoolwork. That was the sort of things that I was focusing on because I was in like a fear mindset. But once I stopped thinking like that, I realized that there was so much potential for growth. And in every single situation where you're out of your comfort zone, there is always going to be potential for growth. And I think if you focus on that instead of the negative, then you're only going to be able to have positive experiences and experiences for growth. And the other thing was that I did take it day by day. So we actually had to do journaling and stuff like that. So it was a very mindful experience. We were constantly pulled into the present time. And that was really, really helpful because I wasn't thinking about, you know, how many weeks I had left or the fact that I wasn't going to see my parents for this many days or the fact that I couldn't see my friends for this many days. I was thinking about what I was doing at the exact time. I was thinking about... Like, I was getting excited for the day-to-day things, like how we got to have... Like, we all loved breakfast we ate so healthy there like bananas were like a lolly for us like we ate so healthy so I remember just being so excited like when the fruit bowl would come out I was so excited when I could have honey and and peanut butter on toast so I think it's really important to enjoy the things day by day take it day by day and really bring yourself into the present moment because then you stop getting overwhelmed and and there's no there's isn't it's no way to live only looking to the future. I think enjoying the present is a huge thing. So that was a massive experience for me. It definitely has shaped me so much that two months. I am so much better like being away from my parents. I mean, being 22 has probably helped that a little bit, but I definitely am so much more independent from that experience. And I'm very grateful that I stuck it out and I wouldn't have if I didn't, you know, take those steps and those measures. Okay, Tessie, what is your second experience that you would like to talk about? Um, I think my second one would be starting my first year of uni. Mm-hmm. Um, moving to Melbourne was like a big challenge for me, especially I'm similar to you with like I'm pretty close with my fam and like I have siblings that like we literally would do everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember when I first moved, we hadn't got a house yet. I was living with another girl from back home and I literally started and we hadn't got a house. I was staying with another girl. <laughs> And I just thought, like, I literally can't do this. Like, I would ring Dad crying, saying, like, I can't do it. Can I just come back next week? And, like, yeah. it was horrible. And he was like, no, you just need to, like, stick it out. And I just had to, like, keep thinking, um, like, I know that I don't want to just be home and wing working, like, a job that I don't enjoy. So I just need to, like, stick it out. Yeah. So, I don't Melbourne's know. it's like, two and a half hours away as well. So it's yeah. not super far away but you can't commute like especially where your university is Mm -hmm. we live in like the outer suburbs of melbourne and it still takes you how long to drive um to uni yeah oh it takes like an hour yeah so it's just it's like a necessary thing that we both had to sort of move to melbourne yeah so i think one thing that really helped me with was obviously just like spending time with my friends and my older brother was in melbourne at that time so that was really good we would catch up probably twice a week just to even like have dinner or have a coffee or something and yeah it just really helped seeing a friendly face and once I think I started to make friends at uni and get to know people it got so much easier but at the start where you think like oh I literally have no no one I come from like a little small town Mm. it's really hard so 
Yeah, I think that's particularly daunting for us because we, yeah, we do have such, we both have the same size family, like six people in both of our families come from a reasonably small town where you sort of, even if you don't know someone, it's still a familiar face. And mm-hmm. I think it can be really daunting, the idea of, like, you can go somewhere, like, in Melbourne and you won't know a single person. So I think, yeah, relying or, like, even just trying to make friends in a new place is so important because then it will feel so much more comfortable. Do you have any tips on how you made friends? Was it majority, like from uni um well mine was sort of different because our uni didn't have like an on-campus like no one stayed on reds or anything it was a bit harder too like you really had to sort of put yourself out there to make friends but it did help because my uni is um it's a private uni so it's a lot smaller so I literally like I barely ever see students now that I have never seen before unlike you going to Latrobe you have so many students yeah. um so I just sort of made a conscious effort to like talk to Lots of the kids, even when I thought, like, oh, I have nothing in common with any of these. Mm. But I just knew that if I started to make friends, it would make me feel a lot more comfortable with coming to uni every day. And oh, I did so much. And, like, I literally still am friends with the same girls I sat with on the first day. Like, yeah. It's so nice because, like, now I'll literally know them forever. Yeah, exactly. And it's so cool because I think when you do have, like, a close-knit group of friends or you come from a small town you sort of will stay with that particular group of friends. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think going outside of your comfort zone and meeting new people is so beneficial because you will have those people in your life. And even like Soph, like now you have a friend who is like from Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. And you never would have met her like without this experience. So I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. What was your dad sort of saying when you would call him so upset? Like it would have been so hard for him. Was he just sort of saying tough it out um yeah he was like real good he literally would say like no you just need to like keep going like he was so nice about it he wasn't literally just like stop being a little sook (laughs) 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 yeah um so no he was so good about it all but yeah he literally just kept saying like you know what you want to do if you don't do you're just gonna have to come back and work at the doctors do you want to do that and I was like no yeah so I guess you that goal again the same one that drove you through the gap year with a job that was good but you didn't particularly enjoy that same goal drove you through an uncomfortable time of you know you know that necessary element of like getting your degree and and learning how to do the things that you need to do to be able to be the person that you want to be yeah so I think yeah having a goal again that's just reiterated like how important it is because if you didn't want that badly enough I'm sure you would oh have yeah I ended up back in Wayne. yeah definitely and then like what would I literally be doing like I could have a good job and, like, be earning a little bit of money, but I would probably be not, like, enjoying life Yeah, much. not the happiest that you could be because this is your passion. Yeah. And I think if you're so lucky, like, a lot of people don't find their passion until they're older. So I think, you know, the fact that you know what your passion is is awesome that you've been able to do that. Hmm. Okay, well, my second experience is the new chapter of coming out of a relationship. So I was in a relationship on and off over the span of four years um and that ended last year um in October and Tess can vouch <laughs> for how rock bottom I was <laughs> and our other housemate oh, <laughs> called it my rock bottom which is fine I think that that too like I think coming out of a relationship starting a new chapter of like being single again if you are hitting rock bottom 
it's okay. But I just think you should put a cap on it. Like, I think my rock bottom went a little bit too long. Um, so I don't advocate for a super long rock bottom. Um, and by rock bottom, like, I was okay. I just <laughs> wasn't my best self. I remember I literally didn't even go to the week 12 of uni. I'm pretty sure you wore the same outfit for about two weeks straight. <laughs> like, these ugly trackies. <laughs> and your hair up in, like, a friggin' bun that you had I could have fried chips in my hair. Like, I just... I couldn't... Like, it was really... It was a really sad time. But, yeah, I... Yeah, of course. It was definitely rock bottom, um, for sure. But... What they say about rock bottom is so true. There's, you can only go up. I think the first thing that I had to do starting this new chapter of, you know, not being with this person who ultimately I pictured the rest of my life with, which is kind of daunting. Like we started dating when I was 17. And even in the times that we weren't together, I did picture like marrying him and like living with him my entire life. So that was, I felt like the rug had kind of been like ripped out from underneath me because I sort of had to think, oh my God, like what am I going to do now with my life? Um, so I think the first thing I sort of did was reminded myself that the most important relationship and the one that you've had forever and the one, only one you will have forever is the one that you have with yourself. And I think I started to prioritize making that a really strong relationship and a really healthy one. A lot happens between the time you're 17 and 21. And I did a lot of growing, but with another person. So just a little bit more of independence and like self-worth and just sort of working out who I was individually not tied to this person that was really important so making sure that the relationship that I had with myself was a good one and that's something that I constantly have to work on I think it's something that everyone has to work on because it's not really that easy sometimes but that's the first step that I really took I also leaned on my friends which Tess can also vouch for and strengthen the relationships that like I'd shamefully sort of neglected when I was in that relationship spent my time with really positive and happy people and ultimately shifted my mindset to be positive and happy um, and it reminded me of those great connections that I did have with my friends and it just made me super grateful for those relationships and even like Tessa being my best mate like we lived together like literally our rooms next door to each other but for that period of time when I was in that relationship, we didn't really see each other very much at all. So it was really nice to... And that's something I'm not very proud of. I think that it's not really good to lose yourself when you are in a relationship. But just the way that things sort of played out and the routines and, like, just different timings and stuff, we didn't see each other very much. So it was really good to sort of hang out, you know, with you a lot more and Mitch and sort of have those party nights. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell them what a party night is? Um, Party night is, like sitting on the front couch watching whatever it is we might be watching. And we book the front room <laughs> in our share house um, and we have a party. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, we sit down and watch, like, the batchy and... Literally. Yeah. Eat stuff. <laughs> and moving on. Leaning on my friends is really important in that transition, in that new chapter. Um, the next thing was, oh, I definitely came from a place of gratitude. Am I boring you? No. <laughs> just let out an almighty yawn. I came from a place of gratitude and it takes a lot of time, especially coming out of a relationship if it's a long one too. Um, but I can honestly say that when I look back at that relationship, I do feel grateful for that time in my life. And it's sort of, you know, I don't want to be in that relationship again. I don't want to go back to that relationship. But I think being grateful for the time, that time in your life is really important. I honestly am. 
Um, and your mind sort of does eventually sort of only remember the good things. And that's why it's really hard, I guess, sometimes when you are getting over someone because you only remember the good things. But I don't really see much harm in that. Like, obviously, you know, we don't really keep in that much contact anymore. But I think the fact that I'm just really grateful for that time in my life, like I don't really have any regrets. And that's helped me to move on to be in the place that I am now. Um, and just remembering that people come into your life for seasons and reasons and you have to trust that if it doesn't make sense right now that it eventually will at the time when we first broke up it felt so wrong like I felt naked I felt just oh my goodness like I again rock bottom and it didn't make sense to me as why this was happening but now you know hindsight is twenty twenty, and I definitely like have perspective on it now so now I just sit back I'm grateful for it and although it was a very painful time in my life, like leaving that relationship, the new chapter starting, I had, was like developed the strongest mindset that I've ever developed and was like the happiest, and most content within myself that I've ever been. And that wouldn't have happened if that didn't happen. So I think finding things to be grateful for along the way is really important. Okay, now I want to talk about graduating because we're both, well, you literally, you had your last week of uni, so you graduate before me bitch um I still have like six weeks of uni left which I'm so happy about um but we've both been this is something we've been talking about a lot lately a very common theme we both had a three-year degree um and we've been living together for two years now so it's sort of yeah something we've been both like looking forward to obviously graduating but there does this is another new chapter and I think there is a lot of you know apprehensiveness surrounding this next transition do you want to talk about I guess, your stresses about the situation and how you're sort of combating them? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, my plan sort of is to move out of my Melbourne house and move home back to Wangaratta for a bit just because I literally have no money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm rock bottom at the moment. Um, And while I apply for, like, design jobs because my – like, I have – I had to wait for my portfolio to be done to be able to apply for jobs. I haven't really been able to do it these last few weeks. So that's why I sort of have to do it after I'm finished, which a bit of a pain, but I guess I still have a bit of a head start from all those students that will be graduating in like December um, because I finished in August. So um, I'm feeling a bit like I've loved living here and in Melbourne. I feel like I'm definitely at the time now where I'm like fine with living at home I've really started to enjoy it and appreciate when I go home now um so I'm nervous to move home just because like I haven't lived just fully at home for three years yeah which is such a weird thing yeah to say I know it's so crazy so I'm nervous about that but also the fact that like I, my plan is to only be there probably until the end of the year and then I want to hopefully come back to Melbourne or go somewhere else for work but I'm just nervous that I'm not going to get a job in what I want soon and then I'm just going to be home in Wayne working doing like boring work (laughs) (laughs) yeah so when do you think that one important thing I guess like is that you do still have that ambition so are you just going to make sure that you're constantly applying for jobs, like keeping on working on your portfolio, making yeah, sure you're still definitely. like doing things in design to like make sure yeah. that you're, yeah. Yeah. So I think I want to like, want to keep making stuff and putting it in my portfolio. So it just keeps growing and growing. I don't have that much in it at the moment. So I think the more I put in, the better it'll become more chance I'll get a good job. Um, I also think that 
it'll be nice even just to go home, not have uni and just be able to literally relax at home for a bit and earn some money. Like I'm really excited just to do that, spend some time with the fam and stuff. Um, So that will be good. And yeah, I just need to make sure that I keep doing design stuff. So even if it is six months till I get a job when I get one, I'm not like, oh, I've literally forgotten what, how to use Illustrator and all that sort of thing. So I just need yeah. to make sure that I'm not being lazy and keep doing that. And I guess, are there aspects of moving home that you're really excited about? Um, yeah, of course. Like, I can't wait to be able to literally spend time with my family all the time. Um, Mitch is there, so that'll be nice. Um, and yeah, I think it'll be a good break from the city just to be able to go back to the chill country for a bit and just be able to enjoy doing things like going for a walk and I feel like this last probably month of uni has been so crazy I haven't even been able to do that sort of thing so I'm looking forward to just going to work coming home doing whatever I want which will be nice yeah so I think yeah looking forward to like the positive things as well yeah but keeping that goal so it's not you know, it's not going to feel like you're going to stay there. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be in that mindset of always looking for the next thing. Like, I do still... I think I'm good at just, like, literally living the vida loca. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying life <laughs> as it comes, no matter what it is. You are the embodiment <laughs> of that saying, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so. I, th- I think that, that, yeah, there's a, definitely a fine line of, of, you know, wanting more things in life and that's totally fine but when that's the only thing that wakes you up in the morning I think that that's really dangerous because you're always going to be searching for the next thing the next thing and when you achieve something great it's not going to feel that great because you're looking at the next thing yeah so I think yeah living presently is really important also my graduation is is definitely coming up and I think the first thing I had to do was let go of a few expectations um, because I think like when you think about, oh, I'm going to be graduating, did you think you were going to be so old and like just have your yeah, life, life together? together. <laughs> not have $300. Can confirm <laughs> that that is not the case. Like I feel like I had all these expectations, like I was going to be like 22 and um, <clears throat> like have a job lined up straight away and be earning lots of money. And now I sort of feel like everything's up in the air. I'm also going to be moving home. I just think that's like a sort of sensible thing to do. I'm also going to be traveling next year. So I don't really want to be paying rent in Melbourne while I'm doing that. So I think it was just like, okay, I'm going to enjoy my time overseas. I'm going to enjoy seeing my family. I'm letting go of those expectations that I had when I was 19 and starting my course. Your course was very intensive. Like I, it was, our courses are just so different. Like Atessa, literally like her room turns into Project Runway and she's just like, I never see her. Like she's so busy. She literally designs her own fabric. Oh, by the way, underscore T underscore W design. You need to go follow, I'll I'll link that below because you need to go see Tessa's work now that you've heard about it. It's, it's bloody amazing. Just saying like a shameless little plug. Okay. So yeah, dropping expectations. I think it's really important. And the next thing is, like, I think one thing I'm apprehensive about is sort of, you know, when you go back to Melbourne, yeah. I'm still going to be in Wangaratta. And I think that it's really important to remember that true and real friendships will withstand distance and time. Like, we, in our, our first year of uni, we really didn't see each other very much. Um, and I find that so funny because I just don't, don't know how to fathom that <laughs> now. Like, I'm actually going to have withdrawal symptoms from you. Um, but like, yeah, even like my other friends in Melbourne, like I think living in Wang, I'll probably be like, miss them a lot. And I don't know, just feel like I'm missing out because I'm going to be in Wang, but I can always just jump in the car and come down. So that's another thing 
just like remembering that they will like if they're good friendships will withstand distance <clears throat> and the last thing I guess is so I count the excitement that comes with fear because when you don't let the fear take over you get to actually enjoy it and have the excitement excitement and fear like they're kind of similar but when you only look at the fear standpoint it's just a purely negative experience when you look at the excitement it's just a positive experience and the fear is always going to be there and I think it's about acknowledging it and then doing the thing that scares you anyway I want to know what your biggest lesson is from those three things that you've talked about what do you think the biggest lesson is or the most profound lesson that you have learned through these these three experiences Ones that you will apply to future situations where you are starting a new chapter. Yeah, right. Um, being able to push through the hard situations, like knowing like how strong you really can be, mm. um, has really helped. Like I was pretty carefree back in like my teenage years. Like, I <laughs> used to watch freaking McLeods in English class. <laughs> um, so I think when I first started, I started to get like a bit of anxiety and all that stuff. And I was like, I literally have never experienced this because it's yeah. like just new stuff you've never done before. And like you get scared. But I just think if you like know like, oh, I got through, I moved away from home. I like did this, moved out and made new friends. I went to Italy on a trip with kids I literally didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, yeah, need to sort of realise you can do it as long as you push through it and... I think the reward will always be there if you give it really all you've got. Yeah, 100%. That's a really good lesson. And I think that that's definitely going to serve you going forward. I think that now you definitely can live away from home and enjoy that balance. And now I think it's a bit different too since that, you know, Ollie's going to be out of home and Harry's yeah, out of so home true. as well. Yeah. And that's, I guess... I think it's sad sometimes to envision like your family that you, you know, you've always been like, I always say to mum and dad, I miss the days where if they were going somewhere, all of us four kids went, Yeah, you know, like it was just a given, but now like everyone's in different places and different ages and three out of four kids are adults. So I think change sometimes can be a little bit scary, a little bit sad, but it's also really nice because you know, you're going to have Ollie here. You can go visit Parry and Bendy. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Parry, my best friend. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess my, my lesson was really similar. I just said I don't think I ever regret failing after playing big and, like, doing something really scary because I'm kind of like, oh, well, it was a big risk and you learn from that. But I definitely have regretted in the past, like, playing small because you have no idea whether you can succeed or not. And I think definitely I was so scared even to go to university. I contemplated not going to university and partly because I was, you know, in that relationship, but I didn't really want to leave that person. Yeah, I definitely would have regretted that so much. And looking back, I do, like, there's nothing I regret. Like, has it been very challenging? Yes, I'm not extremely academically minded. I failed a chemistry subject. I had to do five subjects the next semester, an online chemistry subject to make it up. Like, it's definitely not been extremely easy. But I, yeah, I got there in the end and there's no way that I regret doing that and spending these three years working towards something that is my passion. And I definitely, like if I was in my garage, I don't know what I would be doing because my gap year job no longer exists. Um, <laughs> but I definitely would regret not, not doing that. And like the people who I've met along the way has just been amazing and I can only see positives from it now. But at the time, it was very scary. So it's just important to remember that in hindsight, looking back, you're going to be so proud of yourself. Where can we hear or see more from you? Um, well, you can follow my in, my design and stuff. That would be nice. I will. Um, yeah, I'll put. I'll link that below. But yeah, no. I uh, thanks for having me on the podcast, Ebony. Um, I've probably asked Ebony like 
once a week if I could come on this. And she's always like, no! <laughs> Why would I want you? <laughs> to be fair, she's never, like, presented a compelling argument as to why she should actually be on the podcast. I think she just wanted to talk on the podcast. So now you guys have actually heard Tessa. And if you do want her to come back, let me know. But, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And I think that, yeah, if you are in a place where you're about to start a new chapter, then... You can oh. do it, Bruce. <laughs> I'm just going to leave you on that. (laughs) That was really good. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will speak to you in the next episode. Peace out. (laughs) All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.